Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Auspicious Entrepreneur, an internet show that exists to encourage, educate, and inspire you along your entrepreneurial journey. Let's face it, building a healthy, successful business is hard work, and it can be a very lonely path. My name is Matt Stanley, and for more than 20 years, I've been helping small and medium-sized businesses thrive using the technology of the internet. As the host of this show, my goal is to deliver valuable information and proven tactics that you can leverage to be even more effective in your business. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Auspicious Entrepreneur. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of The Auspicious Entrepreneur. I'm so excited to be with you today, and I'm very much looking forward to today's episode because I've got some really great stuff to share with y'all. So today's episode is titled, The Top 10 List of Online Reputation Mistakes Business Owners Should Avoid. And I know it's kind of got a negative kind of connotation. It's, it's mistakes instead of things to do. But quite frankly, in this area, it's something where uh, more often than not, when I see businesses struggling, it's because they are making mistakes and they're not just covering the bases, doing kind of the basic things they need to do to be successful with uh, online review uh, management, reputation management. So I want to share with you about that today. And um, as always, we've got a flow to our show, right? So, oh, that rhymed, flow to our show. Cool. I didn't actually plan that. It just worked out. The first part is daily inspiration. And uh, being a super creative, highly visual, highly artsy type, I actually gathered some really cool stuff together today for the inspiration. We're going to hear from one of the most innovative and successful business teachers and leaders of our time, John C. Maxwell. I love that guy. I uh, love his books, love his passion, love his heart and his wisdom. We're also going to hear from one of uh, who I think is the most uh, gifted writers from uh, former generations, Henry David Thoreau. And being, again, an artist myself, I love to draw and paint and do photography and write and all that good stuff. Uh, we're going to hear from Pablo Picasso today. So a real powerhouse of inspiration. So let's go ahead and start with that, shall we? So John C. Maxwell said this, and, and I think that this is going to really set the stage for what I'm going to talk about today. So I want you to really listen closely and uh, kind of chew on this, okay? Here's what he said. I believe that everyone chooses how to approach life. If you're proactive, you focus on preparing. If you're reactive, you end up focused on repairing. See, so proactive is preparing, reactive is repairing. And repairing is not a very positive thing, is it? Uh, comes to mind, uh, something's broken, it needs fixing. So it's a very negative thing. We don't want to be repairing, we want to be preparing. We want to be preparing for excellence, for success, for home runs, for winning big in the world of business, don't we? The second one from Henry David Thoreau says this, I know of no more encouraging fact than the unquestionable ability of man to elevate his life by conscious endeavor. Now, you see those first two quotes, they actually really go together, and uh, they both talk about the fact that we want to take charge of and master our own destiny. We don't, we don't want to be victims of just going through life haphazardly, seeing what happens. We want to take charge. So both, both Thoreau and Maxwell spoke to that with their quotes. And then the third one, Pablo Picasso, says this, action is the foundational key for all success. 
So you're going to notice a thread. You're going to notice a pattern through this, through this episode. And uh, it really centers on and uh, wraps itself around kind of that foundation we're going to build on with inspiration for today. So as I said, today's episode is the top 10 list of online reputation mistakes business owners should avoid. And our word of the day is really going to help lay the groundwork for our topic, along with the, uh, of course, quotes, inspirational quotes. So the word of the day, are you ready? Apathy. Now, I think a lot of people think about that word and, you know, they look at it at a very surface level, uh, but they don't really dig deep as they could or maybe should to understand not only what the word means, but consider also what the ramifications are of apathy, specifically as it relates to business. So let's talk about that for a moment, shall we? Now, the word apathy, unlike the first two uh, episode uh, podcast episodes, words of the day, which were adjectives, this is a noun. And if you remember, you know, fifth or sixth grade grammar class, what is a noun? It's a person, place, or a thing, right? An adjective describes something and it describes the attributes of something. But a noun is literally a person or a place or a thing. So that one fact alone really struck me when I was uh, looking into this word of apathy is that it has weight. It has substance, right? It's a thing. It's something tangible. It's something real. So apathy, which is a noun or a thing, is defined as a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. So synonyms for this word are indifference, unconcerned, unresponsiveness, passivity, passiveness, which is just another form of passivity. And here's a really interesting word, detachment. Do you see how the the words really convey a sense of being just totally disconnected and oblivious and unaware of what's going on? I think it's really easy as business owners for us to just fall into this apathetic posture where we're so busy just in the mundane kind of day-to-day grind of life as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, that it's very, very easy to get apathetic and it's very, very easy to get complacent in our business because it's just, it's just another day. And specifically and especially as it relates to online reviews or online reputation, this is very much a problem. Now, I've been in business for a long time. I've owned a business full-time for 11 years. I've been in business um, working in the marketing field for 24 years. And I can't tell you how many times when I see a business struggling, I can point back to this one thing as a huge part of the problem. Now, it's probably not all the problem, but it's certainly a key component to a business that struggles. It's one that's apathetic. And and as it relates to online reviews, man, I tell you what, that is... um, that is an area that you just cannot afford to ignore. It is so critically important that you're being proactive instead of apathetic when it comes to your own reputation that you can't afford to ignore it. You can't afford to let this thing slide. So um, the theme of the first few episodes on this podcast really is going to center around this subject of online reviews and reputation management. And that's for a couple reasons. First of all, I'm really passionate about this topic. And the reason I'm passionate about it is because I know how important it is to being successful in today's internet-centric business environment. I think there's a a lot of misinformation out there and false beliefs surrounding reputation management, and I want to really just dispel the myths today. So yes, it's a top 10 list of mistakes to avoid, but at the same time as mistakes to avoid, I think there's a lot of myths, a lot of false beliefs, a lot of ideas people have about this subject based on just not enough information or bad information or just... Frankly, it's not what you do for a living. And so I want to clear that thing up. I want to set the record straight. And I want to help you avoid making these mistakes that could deeply impact your business in in a profound and very negative way that will absolutely 
affect the balance sheet if you let it. Okay, sound good? So that's what we're going to talk about. All right. So let's get into the topic for today, which is the top 10 list of online reputation mistakes that business owners should avoid. And the fact is, there's absolutely no good reason to fall into these traps if you have the information. So top 10, starting with number one, and in no particular order, I'm just going through these. I'm going to name the first one that's probably the one most people think of automatically, which is not responding to complaints. Now, this may sound like common sense. It, it may be like, well, duh, Matt, I, uh, you know, of course I need to respond to complaints. But surprisingly, a lot of people don't. And I think that part of the reason a lot of people don't is that they're just so out of touch with what's going on in their business, they're not even aware of the negative reviews. You know, everybody thinks about Google when they think about online reviews because let's face it, it's the biggest search engine on the planet, right? They've got the most market share. It's what most people use when they're going to search for a product or a service or even a company. So they're obviously the big dog you got to pay attention to. However, I have to say, they are not the only game in town and they're certainly not the only website that people use when they're going to do some research on a business before they buy. So there's lots of different review sites out there that you might have a listing for your business on that would actually help facilitate people leaving a review. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in this list, but not responding to complaints is a huge problem that I see all of the time. And it just blows my mind how many businesses out there have these reviews on sites that they were unaware they even had a link on. And it's nasty. I mean, I've seen some crazy stories where, you know, there's multiple reviews with one star and they write, you know, an epistle worth of stuff. I mean, paragraphs and paragraphs of just how horrible the experience was. And it's like crickets, you know, you can hear a pin drop. There's just no, there's no response. And what that communicates to the marketplace is, man, this business owner doesn't even care, which of course isn't true, but that's basically the message that you're sending when you're not responding to negative reviews. So you have to respond to complaints, preferably within one business day or the same business day so we don't have a long break between the review is left and then you're responding. Okay, make sense? So we've got to respond to negative reviews online uh, when those things happen. And, you know, they're going, to be, they're going to be bound to happen. I mean, no one, you know, you can't make everybody happy all the time. That's not realistic, but you certainly should be able to shoot for and hit the target of making most people happy most of the time. And that's our aim, okay? So number two, leaving it up to chance. Now, I refer to this as the field of dreams mentality. You know, that's a, a really fun movie came out, I think in the 80s or something uh, about, uh, about the farmer that had a cornfield. And if you've seen the movie, you know, this, won't, this will be kind of a, a recap. If you haven't seen the movie, I'd recommend you see it because it's, it's just a great film. But if you, if you haven't seen it, there's this farmer, he owns, I think it was a cornfield or a wheat field or something, and um, times are tough, you know, it's a down economy, and he hears this voice, and it tells him, it says, if you build it, they will come, and of course, he's, he's like, what? That doesn't make any sense, and basically, what this voice was telling him was, if you'll build a baseball diamond in the middle of your cornfield, then the greats of old will come and play ball on your baseball diamond. So he does. He builds this baseball diamond, this baseball field in the middle of his, his field of corn or wheat or whatever it was. And what the voice said would happen is exactly what happened. In the very closing scene of the movie, I mean, it's like the last 15 seconds or something, pans out um, 
going up, 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 up and showing what's going on. And for miles and miles, as far as the eye can see, there's back-to-back traffic lined up with car after car after car coming to this field to watch these amazing, you know, baseball legends of yesterday that have long since died watching watch them play ball. So it's a really cool movie, super entertaining, super fun, probably make you cry a couple times. But the fact of the matter is it's fiction, it's fantasy, right? It makes for a great entertaining movie, but in the world of business, it'll kill you in terms of your online success. And so a lot of business owners, again, I work with a lot of companies and I, I see this a lot where there's this idea that, well, hey, we've got a great website, you know, we've got a great business. You know, we even have some listings out there on different sites, um, you know, uh, Google or Better Business Bureau or whatever. And so because we're so amazing and we do such a great job, we've been in business for so many years, all this wee, 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 wee kind of idea of self-focused how awesome we are, they'll just leave us reviews because we're amazing. And that's just, that's really just not how it works out, you know. It may, it may make sense to you. But it's just not the real world. If you're not asking for reviews, if you're not being proactive, if you're not taking control of your online reputation and leaving it up to chance instead of making it a priority, again, being proactive, like the inspirational quote said, it's not going to happen, period. Don't mean to burst your bubble, but it's the truth. So I'm, I'm a straight shooter. Uh, I'd rather tell the truth and offend some people's sensibilities and kind of slay those sacred cows than just tell people what they want to hear and then have them suffer for it, okay? So we can't leave it up to chance. We have to take the power back and we have to actually promote this, making online review solicitation, collection, and promotion an active daily part of the culture of running our business, all right? Number three, fearing negative reviews. Now, I see this one a lot. People are so terrified of negative reviews that they think it's the worst thing that could ever happen. And what's ironic is it's actually not true. It's actually very far from the truth. There's been some fascinating research on this. And actually, the studies show that the, the power a negative review has for the business is actually even greater than a positive review if it's handled properly. Let me explain what I mean. If someone leaves you one star in Google and then writes five paragraphs of just scandalously negative input, and you're right on top of it the same business day you respond and you go bend over you bend over backwards to make it right to serve that customer to repair the relationship to you know fix the problem and you can demonstrate a sincere heart attitude to make it right for that customer and help redeem their experience it's going to go so much farther in the eyes of the market than if you just get five stars all the time because everybody says you're wonderful so we don't want to be afraid of negative reviews. The fact is, we, like I said earlier, we can't make everybody happy all the time. There's going to be some people that no matter what you do, they're just not satisfied. Or you legitimately missed it, made a mistake. You know, maybe somebody that was working in your business is short on sleep and they're cranky and they're just having a bad day and having a bad attitude and they got caught in a bad moment and they didn't give their best. And that customer, unfortunately, paid the price with a negative experience. It's going to happen, people. But we can certainly turn it around, capitalize on what initially looks like a very uh, bad situation and turn it into a win for that business and, of course, for that customer. Make sense? All right. So negative reviews are your friend. And I'd encourage you to embrace them because as much as it's not fun for that to happen, you have a wonderful opportunity in that moment to turn it around and be the rock star that we all know you can be. All right. Number four, not leveraging good reviews. 
So let me explain a couple things about this. I, a lot of times I'll see on websites a testimonials page, right? So when you're going on the website, whatever it is, yourbusiness.com, you've got the website pulled up, there's the navigation bar, all that good stuff. And uh, there's, a, there's a link there on the page, on the, on the website, navigation. It says testimonials. Now, think about it for a second. What kind of credibility does a, quote, testimonials page have on your website compared to a reviews page that actually displays the content in real time from third-party websites that people went to independent of you and your, um, you know, your website or your form to leave a review? It's on purpose a rhetorical question. It's, of course, not going to carry nearly as much weight because people can see right through it. If it's a testimonial, these are the people that think you walk on water. They're your best friends, your super fans. They think you can't do anything wrong. And that's just not very credible. It's, it's not very believable. It's not realistic. And so by using a, quote, testimonials page, you're just really circumventing the power of the internet and online reviews to bring what could be really valuable input to your audience once they land in your website because you're shortchanging them by showing what's the cherry-picked best of the best, which isn't probably very realistic, right? So we don't want to do that. We want to actually have reviews, preferably a page on your website that links to the actual reviews filtering through from Google, from Better Business Bureau, from yellowpages.com, wherever you might be having reviews, collecting reviews, centralizing them in one place, making them available through your website, but not limiting them to the website with your best, favorite, happiest clients, okay? And then also another way that some people do not properly leverage good reviews is that they don't interact with customers who do leave positive reviews to create dialogue that shows you're in touch with your base, right? Your customer base and the market at large. You know, um, it can be very challenging to have enough bandwidth and time to respond to all reviews. And I don't think that's very realistic. Every review you ever get gets a response. I mean, I don't do that in my business. And you certainly probably don't have the resources to staff properly to do that. However, that being said, if you can try to, as best you can, kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on and you see a review that has a especially poignant con comment or something that ties into some other stuff you're doing with your marketing and you can, you can respond to that or they maybe ask a question, always if they ask a question, try to respond. It can show that there's this interactivity, there's this dialogue. It's not just a monologue. There's a dialogue where you're in touch with your market, you're in touch with your customers and you're listening. Right? We want to be listeners. We don't want to just talk to people. We want to listen to people. We want to make sure that there's not a disconnect with what's happening over here with all of our marketing programs and such and what people are saying online. So not leveraging good reviews, number four. Number five, being apathetic and complacent. So back to the word of the day, apathy, right? Lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern, indifference, passivity, detachment. It's the worst thing we could possibly do when it comes to our online reputation. So letting online reviewers do all of the talking and controlling the narrative. Again, if we are not taking charge of this in our business, the market will fill the void. And more likely than not, it's not going to be very positive. You've probably heard it said that people are a hundred times more likely to leave a negative review than a positive one. Because if you're doing your quote job and taking care of business and just selling what you sell, doing what you do and you're doing a good job, the thank you is the purchase, right? 
They, they voted with their bank account or they voted with their debit card. They already bought for me and so that was their thank you. Well, I would contend that, well, that's great. We need to go farther than that and say, well, not only do we thank you for your business, but to help us do the best job we possibly can for other people, would you please just take a moment and leave us a review? You'd be surprised how many people will be happy to do that if they'll just be asked. And you can and you should be asking every single chance you get. So we want to control the narrative. We don't want the market to do that because the naysayers, the critical people, the people who are unhappy, they're going to be much more likely on their own without any help from you to leave a negative review versus a positive one. All right, another way that you can be apathetic and complacent as it relates to your online reputation is not publishing enough of your own content. You know, a lot of people don't do content marketing. In other words, they're not writing blogs, they're not writing press releases, not writing articles about the products they're bringing to market, new service lines, things they're doing. They're just not publishing. And because of that, again, being apathetic, the market is giving that feedback. And we don't want that to happen. As much as possible, we want to make time for putting out really good content, not just talking about what we're doing, but true items of value that are of interest to your target audience so that we can control that narrative. So we don't want to just let things be. We want to take charge of that. All right. Another way that's an example here of being apathetic and complacent, number five, is using generic canned responses that are impersonal and just kind of sound insincere. You know, if you've got your Rolodex of, well, here's the five possible responses we could have for a negative review, copy, paste, done. You know, people see right through that. It's almost like a machine's doing it instead of a human being. Now, I'm not saying you're never going to use Microsoft Word and you're never going to copy and paste. That may be a great starting point, but you can certainly take a little bit of effort, even just with a sentence or two, customize that for the specific situation so that person knows a real human being read the review, responded, and is engaged with them to make sure that they're getting great service, all right? And then the final example here I'm going to use for being apathetic and complacent is not actually asking for candid feedback. Again, we want people to give us five-star reviews. We want people to write glowing paragraphs about how amazing we are and how awesome their experience was and how everybody they know should be buying from you. And that's great when that happens, but it's not very realistic. We want as business owners that are going to add value and, and have integrity for people to be honest and to be real, to be candid. And honestly, if it's a one-star experience, rate us one stars, tell us why so we can respond and fix it so that the next person that comes through our doors doesn't have the same experience you did, right? So we want to make sure that we're being sincere, asking for candid feedback, whatever that feedback is, good, bad, ugly, or sideways, and then responding appropriately so that that customer is taken care of. Make sense? All right, number six, cheating or posting fake reviews. Man, this one's my favorite because it's just so ridiculous, but I see it all the time. You, you'll have people, you know, hey, we need more reviews. So, hey, cousin Lenny, you know, or nephew Fred or, or granddaughter Susie, go online and leave us a review. You never bought from me. You're not a customer, but we need some reviews, so let's cheat. You know, back in the day when the internet was much younger and algorithms had not evolved to the point they have now of all literally being like artificial intelligence, you could get away with that. But with the technology that's out there right now, Google, Bing, these websites, man, they see right through that stuff. And uh, they can sniff out, you know, if you're using the same IP address and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you just can't get away with those kind of shenanigans like you used to be able to. So don't cheat. Just don't even try it. They'll see right through it and they'll penalize you for it. All right. So we don't want to cheat or post fake reviews for ourselves. Um, but then to really get nasty, to get, to get, 
you know, playing dirty, what some people would do, not you, of course, because you don't do business like this, but some people, maybe somebody you know, is posting negative reviews for competitors. Now, this, this shows a pretty dark side of humanity that I, I just, my brain doesn't really work that way. I don't even think about stuff like that because I just would never do that. But it is a fact that some unscrupulous business owners out there will actually pay people to go out and just trash their competitors, again, with made-up fiction that isn't true, just to try and discredit them. And again, you know what? We don't want to get down in the mud with the pigs. If your competitors are doing stuff like that, uh, they'll get what they have coming to them. Let's, let's not get down on their level. Let's actually just elevate our industry and rise above that junk and just do a great job and just outperform our competitors with delivering amazing five-star, you know, VIP status sort of treatment for every single client that buys from us so that we earn those reviews and we benefit and we reap the fruit of that through a great online reputation, all right? Number seven, delegating total responsibility to someone unqualified or maybe underqualified. You know, small business owners are, uh, are, can be, can be a, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing to be a small business owner because you don't have the kind of resources that a bigger business does. You know, you don't have your own IT department. You don't have your own in-house marketing department. So you have to do a lot of it yourself or you have to delegate to other people, maybe subcontractors or part-time people. And so uh, there's, a, there's a natural tendency and a great temptation to delegate the reputation management to someone else that just doesn't have the training. They don't have the experience. They don't understand how this works because they'll do it for free or for cheap or just pile that on to their existing job description. Oh, they can do this too. Well, the fact is that it's very specialized, right? Just like anything else, it requires a very special set of skills. It requires some understanding about psychology. It It requires some understanding about customer service and about being able to communicate with people and serve people. And so if you don't have someone in your business, either as an in-house employee or maybe uh, a subcontractor or a company that handles this for you, they're just not going to have the skill set to handle this properly. And they're actually probably going to do more harm than good. So we don't want to hand this off to someone that doesn't have the tools in the toolbox to do a great job for you. All right. Number eight, making it personal right? Getting our feelings involved. Again, in business, you really have to try as best you can. I know it's hard sometimes, especially when you get a one-star review that you didn't deserve, didn't earn. They're ridiculous. You can never make them happy and you bent over backwards already trying to do it, but they were never satisfied because they're impossible to please. I've dealt with that myself, believe me. I mean, I'm not perfect, but we've had some people that, uh, that have hired us and um, I mean, probably God himself would not have been able to make these people happy. So that happens, you know, and you got you to do the best you can in a situation to just deal with it. But you can't get, you can't take it personal. You can't let your feelings get all offended. And, uh, and, and again, let that come across in your response. So we can't be defensive. We don't want to allow our feelings to get involved and get upset uh, instead of doing what we need to do, which is to empathize, to turn the situation into a teachable moment for us, right? Realize, hey, you know what? We maybe did miss it here. And so our ego isn't so fragile that we can't take truly constructive criticism. So take a step back, right? Count to 10 or even 100 if you have to, and evaluate what they said over how they said it. So many points in my life, both personally and professionally, have been profoundly helpful because it was, for me, a teachable moment. And once I was able to get past the presentation, how they said it, their tone of voice, the words they used, 
whatever it is. Like I get that out of the way to go, you know what? I'm not going to focus on that. Let's really listen between the lines here of what they said. Is there a takeaway here, a nugget that I can glean, that I can gain out of this really unpleasant delivery so that I can become better? And more often than not, it's a yes. You know, we, we, we have to take what's said and we have to learn from it. And if there's an opportunity for us to have personal growth, maybe to do a better job, to refine our product offering or how we deliver that service and truly make a better product for the customer, man, that's a win. So let's take it as a win and let's, ma- let's make the business better for it, all right? So it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for some good PR. It's an opportunity to turn around and get better. So we don't want to make it personal. We want to... We want to evaluate it objectively. Is there something here we did wrong that we need to fix? Or is there not necessarily something did wrong, but there's something that we could do better going forward? Great. Take that. Learn from it. Make your business better. All right? Number nine, putting all your eggs into one basket. This is a big one. Um, Again, Google is the number one search engine on the planet. I get it. I can't afford to ignore Google and what they're doing. I understand. However, they are not the only search engine on the planet that people use when they're doing research before they buy. It's a fascinating statistic, but a research by one of the market leaders in this industry was done. And that finding was that almost 90%, it was like 88%, I think, of people that are going to buy a product or service actually put more weight in the opinions of complete strangers through online internet reviews than they do a word of mouth referral. How crazy is that? Total strangers are given more weight or more validity than a word of mouth direct referral from someone you know. So there's, there's great power in reviews online. And we want to make sure that we're not so dependent on one platform that if something happens and that platform goes out of business or loses massive market share, that we're just up the creek without a paddle, right? We don't want to do that. So we want to make sure we're diversified, not unlike a financial planner who is advising you about your retirement and your savings and all that good stuff, your portfolio. You know, a good financial planner will suggest diversification in your portfolio. Don't put everything into the stock market. Don't put everything into your Roth IRA. Don't put everything into a CD or into a savings account or maybe a money market account. No, no. Diversify, right? And in so doing, minimize risk. And it's very important in business. And as it relates to online reviews, we're doing the same thing. We should have a presence on Facebook. We should have a presence on Google My Business or Google. We should have a presence on Better Business Bureau, Yellow Pages. There's so many websites out there. There's hundreds and hundreds of review sites out there. And people use different sites depending on what their needs are. Not only that, there are industry-specific websites that cater to a particular market segment. So great example of this is in the medical space. There are websites who are specifically catering to medical doctors and their patients. There's multiple sites like that. There's also sites that cater specifically to kind of contract labor, right? So uh, plumbers and HVAC companies and flooring contractors and things. And uh, Home Advisor is a great example of this. If a homeowner is going to have some work done with like a remodel or something like that, they're absolutely going to go to Home Advisor because that's such a niche website around a specific kind of sub-market in the industry that they want to get more specialized. They don't want to just go generic with Google. Yeah, they'll use Google, but they're going to drill down based on the type of work there that's being done. If you didn't have a website listing on Home Advisor and you're a contractor, 
they're going to automatically kind of go, huh, well, I would expect they'd have a listing on here. Not only that, they'd have decent reviews. And because they don't, I'm maybe not going to consider that potential vendor as even being in the running. So that's just one example. There's many others I could give. But I just want to make the point that you, you have to spread out the wealth and make sure that you're really focusing on and taking advantage of specific niche websites that have listing capabilities and review capabilities so that you can really meet the target audience where they live and where they're already using information online and resources they're already using in terms of websites and things like that, okay? And then number 10 is not being in control of your own online information. Now, by online information, I'm referring to basically your online listings. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of websites that will let you put a listing for your business. Kind of think like the yellow pages. So yellow pages, but online. So it's kind of like the yellow pages for the internet. You have your business name, your website address, the keywords around the products and or services that you provide, your business hours, what forms of payment you accept, a write-up, pictures, logo, reviews, all this information about your business. And these websites and these listings are extremely valuable for all kinds of reasons, but one of the main ones is they let customers leave reviews of your business. And they provide valuable, credible backlinks to your website that will help boost how well your website and business performs with search engine rankings. You know, keywords being on page one of Google. So the more good backlinks you have from credible sources, the more you're going to be performing better with search results when people are searching for your product or your service. So you have to make sure you have online listings to promote your website and you have to make sure that you're in control of that. Some people assume that, well, just because I have a website, back to the Field of Dreams reference, just because I have a website, we'll get all these listings everywhere and we'll get all these backlinks everywhere. Not true. You may get some, but whatever listings that are out there that you didn't personally curate or you didn't personally go and put the listing together or claim that, you're just at the mercy of whatever databases out there are publishing to those platforms. So there's a number of sites and, and services out there that put these listings together and the information that is out there may or may not be even accurate. I've seen some sites and some businesses, I should say, that have listings. And honestly, the information on these sites is three or four years old. It's like, well, that was two addresses ago. We haven't been there, you know, for five years. But yet that's still out there. That's still the address that it shows for their business. And because they're just totally unaware of what's going on with their own information, the information is inaccurate. And that's, of course, hurting their ability to be effective. So making sure you're aware of all of the listings that you have, making sure that you've taken ownership of them, you've, you've claimed them and you control that listing and that information. And of course, it's accurate and it's getting great reviews to feed your online reputation, all right? So that was a big list. I'm gonna go back through them one through 10 real quick before I then give you your assignment, which is how we always close out these episodes. So number one, top 10 list of online reputation mistakes that business owners should avoid. Number one, not responding to complaints. Number two, leaving it up to chance. Number three, fearing negative reviews. Number four, not leveraging good reviews. Number five, being apathetic, back to our keyword of the day, or complacent. Number six, cheating by posting fake reviews, either for yourself or your competitors. Number seven, delegating total responsibility to someone that is underqualified or unqualified to do so. Number eight, Making it personal, taking offense, getting your feelings hurt instead of being teachable and taking every opportunity to grow regardless of what the feedback is. Number nine, 
putting all your eggs in one basket or one platform or one website for reviews. And then number 10, not being in control of your own online information. All right, guys. Hope that was helpful. It's a great list. Think about it. Ponder it. Now, it's time for action. It's time for assignment. Here's what I want you to do. Go back through that list. Again, we're going to need a piece of paper for this one or note, note tab or whatever if you want to go digital. That's fine. But we're going to have you go back through this top 10 list. And I want you to go back to fifth grade in your mind. You know, we had quizzes, tests, assignments, papers, and every one of them had what? A letter grade, right? A through F. And so what I want you to do is take on a piece of paper, write the top 10 list, and then to the right of that, I want you to give yourself a letter grade, A through F, for each of the 10 areas. Now take this seriously, guys. Be objective and be brutally honest about it. So we don't want to put on the rose-colored glasses of, we're awesome. We do everything right. We're perfect. No one would dislike us. We don't want to do that. We want to actually be honest about this. We want to be objective about this. And again, we want to get our feelings out of the way and say, listen, good business doesn't drive, isn't driven by feelings. Good business is driven by excellence. And excellence requires honesty and taking a hard look at what maybe isn't so great so that we can fix it. So go back, do the work, Give yourself a letter grade for each one of the mistakes on the list. Now, some of these you may have an A. You're like, man, that's awesome. We do great at that. But it's 10. It's a 10 list, top 10 list for a reason. So you may be really strong in some areas and really weak in others. And you may not even know quite how to grade it. So do the best you can. But as honestly as you can, try to give yourself a grade for each of those areas. And then what I want you to do after that is for every single one of those items on the list that you got to see as in Charlie, C or poorer, I want you to commit to bringing that grade up in the next 30 days. Okay? You can do this. Everybody can improve. But it starts with knowledge and knowing where we need to focus. We don't really need to get more awesome. You know, if we've got a B, I wouldn't worry about that. I wouldn't try to bring the B up to an A. I'd, I'd celebrate the win. Say, man, a B is a great grade. If it's a C, D, or F, though, of course, we want to focus on that. So if you're doing great in certain things, good job, kudos, high five, Backslap, you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing there. But the other areas, we want to focus on the areas where the problem is and really make some, some proactive steps to bring that up and to do better, okay? Now, I've given you assignment, but I also want to give you some help with that. So I have a very special offer for our podcast listeners, and that is a online reputation audit. Now, this is an amazing audit, guys. It's actually worth $250, and... Um, I'm going to tell you what's, what's included in it and then how to get your hands on one. So what we're going to do with this audit is we're going to take a deep dive into your online reputation across all the review sites. Now, like I said, there's about 1,600 online websites that will do listings for your business, and most of them will also allow you as a, will allow the consumer, a customer, to leave a review for you. So there's lots and lots and lots of sites out there. And um, I'm amazed how many people just don't even have any idea the reviews that they do have, good, good, bad, or ugly, I don't know, all different kinds. They just don't know what's going on. So this is going to be something that will help us to do that and actually let you see what's really going on. And again, we're very objective about this. It's a scientific process. It uses some amazing uh, state-of-the-art technology in terms of software. also uses um, m- manual effort with me doing actual research to kind of test the software, make sure we didn't miss anything, and then put together a specific uh, diagnostic evaluation of how well you're doing. It's objective, it's honest, 
and it's truthful and it's going to tell you the real situation with what's what's going on. So we're going to specifically assess your strengths, your weaknesses, and areas where the most help is needed. And not only that, we're going to do an analysis of your top competitors to see how you stack up against them. So this is a great tool, guys. It's a great resource. It's an amazing audit, super valuable, $250 value. And not only that, once we've done all that stuff for you, we're going to provide a specific action plan to help you improve your online reviews and reputation. So again, the areas where you're killing it, doing a great, keep doing that. We don't need to focus on that. We just need to focus on the areas where we can just do a little bit of a tune-up or even a major overhaul and then get you much better results, much better performance. All right. So $250 value, super awesome. It's going to be a really great resource for you. And I want you to take advantage of that. So here's what you're going to do next to get that audit. You're going to go to our website and you're going to click on this address. You're going to type into the web browser, thewebosis.com forward slash rep audit. Let me spell that for you. T-H-E-W-E-B-O-A-S-I-S.com forward slash R-E-P as in Paul audit, rep audit. So thewebosis.com forward slash rep audit. That's going to ask you for some information so that we can make sure that we do a good search and have good information to find your business. And then it'll actually allow you to take a look at my calendar when I'm available to do these consultations. And we can do it in person here in our office in Boise, Idaho, downtown, or we can do it through Zoom regardless of where you live. I mean, you could be in Michigan or Tallahassee, Florida. It doesn't matter. We can use the technology of the internet to deliver this audit to you electronically and get on a Zoom call together and present it. So go ahead, do that right now. Go to the website, thewebosis.com forward slash rep audit. Get your online reputation audit. Get it scheduled, and we will uh, get to work for you on that. It'll be a great resource. You're going to love it. All right. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Thanks you so much for listening. I really appreciate my listeners. I love you guys and uh, enjoy serving you with this content every week. If you haven't already done so, would you please just take a moment, click the button to subscribe to this podcast using whichever platform you're on when you're listening to it. And if this episode was valuable and helpful to you and you think there's someone else who might enjoy listening to it, please share it with them so they can check it out. All right. Leave us some comments, some feedback. Give us some reviews on the podcast itself. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, reading your thoughts, and uh, producing content that really delivers amazing value so that you can build a strong, healthy business. And uh, we look forward to continuing to produce more episodes. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye for now.